Farm and Family is a production of the Mississippi State University Extension Service. Today we're talking about finding your way through the woods. Hello, I'm Amy Myers and welcome to Farm and Family. Today we're speaking with Dr. John Long, Mississippi State University Extension 4-H Youth Development Specialist. John, exploring the outdoors induces a sense of wanderlust that we definitely cannot experience in the city. But every year, people die from exposure to the elements because they get lost. This is completely avoidable. How do we not get lost? Here are a few steps for those whose hearts and minds are called to explore outside common day life. For those with a free spirit, we're not saying you must plan everything minute to minute. Now, some folks do like to plan out every detail, and neither approach is incorrect. First, it's imperative to designate a reliable emergency contact person when planning your trip. Let them know your intended designation and potentially how long you will be gone. More lengthy trips should result in a bit more information to your contact. Such information includes where you will stay each evening, what sites such as campgrounds or landmarks you will be near, and if there are any contact numbers for reaching you. On more dangerous adventures where limited emergency services exist, a simple call to check in at a specific time is important. I've been told that wherever I park my vehicle at the site of my outdoor excursion, it's good to leave a note on the inside of my windshield with my contact info. Are there any pros and cons I need to consider? Placing a note inside your windshield with your name, phone number, and approximate return time will signal to onlookers that if your vehicle is still vacant hours after that return time, you may be in trouble. Indicating your return time sounds like an invitation for automobile break-in, but in an emergency where time is of the essence, it could save a life. Just remember to lock up and secure valuables out of sight. Also, don't put home addresses and names of spouses on these notes. You don't want complete strangers knowing your address or that your loved ones are there alone. What should we remember about making sure that we, as well as others, are in good enough shape physically? The stamina that we had at age 20 may not be the same at age 40 or age 50. The exertion we experience when trekking on various terrain and elevations is different from the flat paved surfaces that we're used to. Even if you're young, start with small adventures and work your way up. Even experienced hikers know that they need to start long journeys with short treks each day. Getting to point A to point C on a map is much easier if there's a point B in between. If someone doesn't make the entire trip in one day, then the desires to go back and finish the trail can again motivate them to work harder in the areas I mentioned. What else should we have with us? Most of us think accidents won't happen to us until they do happen. Have a small first aid kit that fits inside your day pack. Pack your day pack according to possible risks the trip may incur. If you use daily medications, pack those. Pack your EpiPen if you have any allergies that need to be addressed. Always have flashlights and batteries. Keep a mirror with you. No, this is not to check your appearance, but to reflect light toward your location through trees and other dense terrain if potential rescue by air is needed. It's important to know without a doubt where you are and which direction to travel. Yes, today smartphones have internal maps. However, phones are notorious for running out of power and or signal at the most inopportune time. Make sure it's fully charged and capable of service. If it's to be the primary navigation device, make sure you have a portable charger. If service is limited, the phone shouldn't be the sole navigation source. As for a GPS device, it's actually able to determine location using satellites instead of cell phone towers. 
A GPS is far more reliable and uses less battery life. Also, it can be instantly recharged with fresh batteries. The compass has been a tried and true source of navigation for hundreds of years. Everyone should know how to read it, and it's rather simple. A good compass has a needle that points towards magnetic north. Simply knowing the direction that you are facing can at least keep you walking in a straight line. For instance, if there's a landmark or a town that's to the east, then by walking in that direction, one will most likely enter some type of civilization. Do your best to stop at a public place instead of a stranger's house. It's very important to learn how to read a map. A more detailed topographic map may be needed for locations with rugged terrain and elevation. Today we've been speaking with Dr. John Long, 4-H Youth Development Specialist. I'm Amy Myers, and this has been Farm and Family. Have a great day. Farm and Family is a production of the Mississippi State University Extension Service.